people have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. This podcast, Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast, is really all about this black cloud that has followed me my entire life. The issues that I always have and possibly those that you can relate to. Now, if it's something that you need serious professional help, I'm going to send you to my buddy, Dr. David Markwell, PhD in Ridgeline Counseling. If you're anywhere in the state of Georgia, he's got three different locations, right? In East Cobb, Marietta, near the square, and McKaysville, which is right outside of Blue Ridge in North Georgia. But he does the virtual sessions, so you can get a hold of Dr. David Markwell at any point in time. I don't care where you're at. Reach out to him at markwelltherapy.com. I've known David for a very long time. He's a great guy. He's not your stereotypical, you-know-what, shrink type of guy. This dude really cares, and he knows his stuff, and he can help you out. He can do wonders, right? So uh, there are 10 therapists who work at Ridgeline Counseling. They can assist with a wide variety of behavioral uh, health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, uh, trauma, substance abuse. Just you name it. You got an issue. You know, look, you got to talk to somebody, right? You can talk to me if you want. But why don't you go to a pro like Dr. David Markwell, Ph.D. in Ridgeline Counseling? You know, this day and age it's not keeping it a secret anymore. You need to tell somebody so you can get the help that you need. Like I said, they offer personal and virtual sessions. Dr. David Markwell is here in Georgia, but he's got the virtual sessions, so he can help you out anywhere. Markwelltherapy.com and Dr. David Markwell, we thank you for sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. You want to keep those looky-loos out of your face when you're driving down the road or even in your house or just want to block the sun. If you're in the Atlanta area, Top Hat window tinting, uh, they're remarkable. I got to tell you, I not only used them for my daughter's new car, she turned 16, right, but also for my man room uh, because during football season, that uh, 4 o'clock game, man, that sun sets right in the perfect position to drive me absolutely nuts. So I needed a nice dark tint, and they did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, real pros, these guys, at Top Hat Window Tinting. So two front doors starting at 125 if you're doing it for your car. Full vehicle starting at 275 You're going to add style and privacy while reducing heat, as well as 99% of ultraviolet rays. Mobile services available. That's what they did. They just rolled right up to my house and did it. Residential and commercial uh, free in-home consultations. That's where it all started with Top Hat Window Tinting. Actually, I found them on the Instagram, right? Uh, again, if you're in the Atlanta area, tophattint.com, 678-761-2360. When you call them, you say that you heard it on Bailey's Black Cloud podcast and you want to get your stuff tinted, and they'll take good care of you. Again, tophattint.com, and we appreciate them sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud podcast. It was nice that Podbean. Yes. Right? That's where it lives. Podbean gave us our 20,000 download badge finally. Oh, they did? Nice. Yeah. I I'd, I'd emailed them. I said, Mr. Bean, <laughs> uh, my name is Jason Bailey. I represent the Bailey's Black Club podcast, even though it's under Nate Hansen. <laughs> And uh, where's my badge so I can put it on social media? And they're like, 
are you talking about shoot to grill? I said, no, don't do that podcast anymore. And that was, uh, I don't think we got anywhere near 20,000 downloads. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You got over 20,000. You'll get it on Monday. I said, oh, okay. That's cool. So I guess I have it somewhere in there. We can post it. I don't know. My social media is preoccupied now. Hence uh, what uh, today's episode is going to be about, unfortunately. Uh, My name is Jason Bailey. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for leaving great reviews. Uh, Thank you to the new sponsors that we have on the podcast. This is really cool. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm in a daze. Like, I'm just in a clouded daze right now. And uh, I don't know how many haha funnies are going to be in this episode because this sucks. But it is it is the ultimate of black clouds. And uh, yesterday, as you know, we record this podcast for you, uh, I had to let go of one of my dogs, Allie, who was my princess. And she had been with me. She was with me before my wife was with me. And um, it just like I, I still can't compute. I can't I can't bring it all together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, so like I, I don't want to talk about it like it's the end of the world because it's not the end of the world. It happens. Everybody goes through it. And I also keep in the back of my mind that people go through a lot more shit than I go through, especially with losing a dog. But to me, it was the end of days yesterday. It was the end of times. And Nate, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because just a few weeks ago, you had to say goodbye to Pharaoh and all the advice that I was giving you. Because I've been through this before, I'm going back in my brain and giving it back to myself. I'm regurgitating advice to me. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And I, I know what you mean where you feel bad, almost bad that other people, you know, I'm looking at people's feeds and I'm like, oh, they lost a person or whatever. But, you know, you, you really feel for your animal. And uh, and it's tough regardless if it's a human or a, a furry. i got to be honest with you. It, you know, my wife and I were having this conversation last night. There's an argument to be made that it is just as hard, if not harder, to lose a dog than it is a person. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I know if you were to say that out loud in a bar, somebody's going to pick a fight with you, especially a non-dog lover or non-pet lover or owner. But the dog is unconditional love, does no wrong, you know, at least most dogs, right? Mm -hmm. Is always there to greet you. Uh, you, you have little things with your dogs like you would have with a, uh, a person, but that person to have little things with them, they have to be really fucking close to you. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't have little things with everyone. Yeah. You have little things with your wife. You have little things with your husband, ladies. You have little things with your kids, but outside it, maybe your best friend. And that probably gets watered down as you both get older. But you have probably more little things with your dog than you would with any person, including really including your wife or husband or kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's rough because your animals, um, they're they're with you every day. You you develop a routine and uh, and they're 100 percent relying on you. So it definitely changes your uh, your life and your um, just your your daily your day to day, you know, because. Because we do this podcast, and I'm always thinking of stories to share because that's the gimmick, Black Cloud, Bailey's Black Cloud. 
you know, this one obviously a little bit more serious than, than the jokes and all the other episodes and whatnot. But <laughs> because we do this podcast yesterday, before we went in to do the final goodbyes uh, at the at the vet's office, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going, what the fuck did I do to deserve today? <laughs> yeah. like, like, let me go through and figure out what the fuck did I do to deserve today? Because today sucks. What did I do to deserve such a sucky day? You know, but it's life. It's the circle of, and, and it happens. And, you know, Allie... I didn't want another dog at the time when I got Allie, I was actually living with another woman. I mean, this is years and years ago. This is, I guess, 12, yeah, 12, 13, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Remember Adrian? Mm-hmm. Adrian. <laughs> yeah. So that was my girlfriend at the time. And I had just gotten out of a divorce. Well, I mean, not just, I mean, this was like, the progression of things right I just got out of a divorce and i'd met I dated a little bit that i made this girl we get serious she moves into my house things are going good we're straight like skull and i had ricky with my ex-wife that's another thing how dogs get past with really i'm glad i'm in a situation now that i never have to go through that again yeah. At least knock on wood. <laughs> I can't go through any, I couldn't go through another relationship at this at 46. It just ain't happening. So when we had to let Ricky go, that was horrible. Uh, I was dogless and I had never gone through that before. And I got two different pieces of advice and there were two polar opposites. One was, you know, you'll know, right. Or don't do it. Mm-hmm. And the you'll know kind of came into play. And I remember a listener at the time, this was when we were in Orlando, that had sent me a link to a shelter. And they happened to have a uh, a Cavalier King Charles at the shelter, which is just unheard of. So I remember driving out in the middle of bumfucked Egypt. And I see this Cavalier, this black and tan Cavalier, and we got it. And the dog was an asshole. His dog, the dog's name was Pablo. And I don't think it spoke English. I think that's a thing, by the way, because <laughs> it didn't listen to a damn thing I had to say. So Pablo and I didn't get along, but I wasn't ready for a new dog. Uh, and then shortly after, I was asked to host a charity event. This was on Valentine's Day, whatever year. And this is well over 10 years ago in a place called Baldwin Park in Central Florida is where I actually lived. And it was it was for a it was for a pet rescue so that was the charity but it was this like speed dating for for pets and i went down there and it was a a favor that was asked of me from a lawyer friend of mine who had a lot to do with the the charity and i was like absolutely sure i had no idea what i was doing because he just said show up and and host this thing i was like sure absolutely whatever you need for me he's a very nice guy did a lot of favors for me so i go down there and it was like this big to do it was on national television it was on the cbs morning show like the national morning show it was this big fucking deal i had no idea and they had it was really cool they had all these dogs in cages which i hate but you know it is in cages and they had this red carpet and, and you'd go and you'd spend like 60 or 90 seconds with each dog kind of like speed dating you know yeah and uh, hey, I'm China. I'm looking to get back on the horse and you know, that kind of. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Skippy. I'm a dog. I'm looking to find a new owner. The last one, I just uh, peed on his leg. <laughs> so so my my girlfriend came down and she saw this dog Sally, 
And she goes, you've got to see this dog. This dog is the cutest thing ever. So I go over and, and Sally, this little black and white, uh, half Pekingese, half terrier. And I just fell in love with this dog. And I said, okay. But I, I said, I didn't want another dog. And I could tell she was a little pissed off. So for the, like, this was a couple days before Valentine's day. The whole gimmick of it was to be a couple days before Valentine's day, get the dog for Valentine's day. So I surprised her on Valentine's day and had the dog come, but I hated the name Sally. I just, I can't do Sally. It's not a dog name. It's not a dog name, right? No. Yeah. And I think, you know, Sally, that girl <laughs> walking down the street, slapping her hands, Sally, that girl. I just couldn't do it. That's all I'm thinking of. Seventh grade, that song came out. I was like, okay. So we renamed her Allie. I like Allie. And truth be told, actually, now that I think about it, I, I think in my head when I named her, I was thinking of Elizabeth Shue and Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what I was thinking of. A big old baggy sweater at the tournament, the all, uh, the all Valley tournament. So we bring her home, and then me and this girl split. She de- she ends up taking the other dog, and I take Allie. And that's when we moved into the condo and stuff um, in Baldwin Park. Yep. You and I were hanging out a lot more at that time because when I'd go play poker, you'd come over and walk Allie for me. Yep. She's just the greatest dog in the world, man. She never complained. Never, ever complained. And that was one of the hardest things yesterday is saying, okay, it's time for you to go. Now that's Henry. Yeah. You know, and he's 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 a he's a little fucker. Yeah, he's new around here. Yeah, he's new around here. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even know what's going on. Milton, on the other hand, knows what's going on oh, because sure. Milton and Allie have been together for most of their lives. Yeah. He actually last night was laying on her blanket crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, like so don't sad. tell me dogs don't know what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, they know. They know what's going on. Like tears were literally coming out of his eyes and he was whimpering. Oh jeez. Breaking my heart. Oh, you're right. So, uh, it, Allie got lymphoma, uh, I guess about a year ago and, um, and we took her, you know, to get chemo and we tried everything. And last December, actually right before Christmas, we had made plans to let her go, say goodbye. And, uh, we just didn't think that there were, that, that was the right move. And she, she wasn't eating. She hadn't eaten for like four days then we found this dog food up the street at this place called Dog City Bakery in Marietta, Georgia, that saved her life. It's Wakiva, W-E-K-I-V-A. I believe that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's amazing. It's a, she, she wouldn't stop eating it. And she started gaining weight and getting better. And it was a miracle. You know, I believe in miracles. And I'm going, okay, <laughs> this is great. She's still with us. You don't have to do this. This yeah. is awesome. You know, she's, we'll, we'll deal with it when we have to deal with it. And then her arthritis started to get worse and she just started to become more lethargic. And then just recently she just started to take a really downturn. We got to thank chef Erica, Nicole day, Nate, do you know who chef Erica, Nicole day is, I do not. She loves the podcast. She's decided to advertise with the podcast and she's an amazing private chef. She's an experienced culinary, which is a great word. You want to say it? culinary there you go medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background she's available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss helps out the medical conditions that you or someone you know might have 
uh, or strict macros for bodybuilding fitness training. I was talking with chef Erica Nicole Day on the phone, and what she does is she does these um, pre uh, th- these already prepackaged meals, but she's cooking them. It's not like some from a processed plant or something. I mean, she knows her stuff, and she's you know she's got a lot of bodybuilders like myself. That would, (laughs) just kidding, not a bodybuilder. (laughs) So options include, but are not limited to vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, which is very popular, paleo, which is very popular, bulletproof, which I'm not familiar with. Are you familiar with the bulletproof dieting? No, (laughs) I've never heard of it. Me neither. But Chef Erica Nicole Day, she does. Uh, And uh, gluten, soy, dairy, nut, shellfish, uh, sesame-free. So she does it all. So she covers the initial. What it does is like when you reach out to her, and you can go to her website, ericanicoleday.com, ericanicoleday.com. And you you look at the, the plans that she offers, covers the initial evaluation, menu planning, grocery lists, emails with advice and encouragement, potential food production for clients in the Atlanta metro area. Uh, so she covers it all. She's educated and experienced in over 100 dietary theories in addition to allergies and sensitivities. So if you are looking for this and you've always asked yourself, how do I get this? How do I get a private chef that's affordable for what I'm trying to accomplish? Chef Erica Nicole Day is the answer. EricaNicoleDay.com. Uh, but we weren't planning on doing this yesterday. And uh, so, you know, Rach texts me while we're on the air. Now that I'm back in the studio, uh, it would have been different if I were home, actually. Yeah. You know, so text me and she's like, I'm taking Allie to the vet and I'm going, OK. And then she sends me a picture of, you know, not to gross you guys out, but her stool. And it was bad. It. Yeah. Oh, you saw it. Mm-hmm. How'd you see it? She sent it to Alexis. Why? I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. That's, like, why would you do that? <laughs> so weird. Yeah, but why would my wife send my dog's duty picture to your wife? I don't know. Second opinion, maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not right. I know that. You know that. I get grossed out with stuff like that. I'm trying to be medical. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It looked bad. I would have. Yeah, I would have taken her to the vet too. So that's so weird. <laughs> my poor wife, man. She she's such a trooper. She and they, her and my uh, her and my daughter have been so amazing through this process and we're all supporting each other. This is the first time in my life even though I've been in well, I should say, yeah, I've been in their lives for 10 years. This is the first time collectively we've had to go through something like this. Yeah, like a big loss. Yeah, and it it's really cool Growing up in a very dysfunctional family, or fucked up family, <laughs> I've never seen what I'm going through right now, and it's a really cool feeling, is that there's support for everybody. Everybody's asking each other, how's everybody doing? Yeah. We've got a great support group, and you need that. You know, Even I'll be the first to say, you, you need that. You guys have been uh, phenomenal. Steve and his wife uh, from the radio show have been phenomenal. You know, Everybody's been great. Um, our close, most not all, most of our close friends have been great with an exception of one uh, and a half. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not yet. Mm, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'll ask you after the show. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm doing radio right now and I'm like, we're live or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. So uh, she, she then calls me while I'm on the air yesterday and that's when I knew something was wrong. I could feel it. I could, I could just feel it. 
And I called her during a break and she says, look, after the show, I need you to come to the vet. And that's when I dipped out early and you guys were right. And I appreciate it. That was a really cool move from all you guys in the room was saying, dude, get out of here. Your head's not right. You know, we only got a couple segments left, yeah. you know, I mean, not like you guys can't handle it, but I just hate leaving you hanging. Uh, so I left, which I don't can't I can't remember. <laughs> I've ever done that. And I get to the vet. It, it was just a feeling. It was like I, I pulled into the parking lot and there was this dark black cloud. Mm-hmm. you know like like legit black cloud that i had to walk like this haze that i had to walk through in order to get into the building and so uh they're in a room it's just rach and and Allie, and as soon as i walked in and i looked into her eyes i just knew yeah i knew i knew that's i knew what we were going to have to do and i was fighting it and our veterinarian came in and she's been amazing. She's a great vet. She's just so awesome to all of our dogs and to Allie throughout this whole process. And she's never once said, you know, you've got to, this, you need to do it. She's never said that. She's given us the facts. This is where we're at right now. And she, she says, look, she's deteriorating. She has been deteriorating, but this is the worst I've seen her. I'm afraid if you go home, you're going to be in an emergency situation. And I, I just immediately thought of you and then your dad mm-hmm. and Pharaoh and what happened. Yeah. You know, not that you guys knew that was going to happen. The point is it was an emergency situation and emergency situations when it comes to any, any pet or person, you, you, you have to do something then and now, and you just hope and pray to God that you're there to do something there and now. Yeah. Right. And it was even, you know, Pharaoh was very unexpected, and and even though you knew Allie, you know, was getting close, um, you still probably didn't wake up that morning knowing that was going to happen. So it still was probably a big, you know, no shock to you. Yeah, like you wake up one day with your dog, and a couple hours later she's gone. You know, it's like you got a loved one, and you you kiss them goodbye. They go to work, and they get in a car accident going to work, and they're gone for good. And that night when you're supposed to have a family dinner, they're not in their chair that's fucked up. Yeah. Like life is fucked up. That's really sucks. And it sucks for everybody. Not just why me, but everybody in a situation like that, it's just shitty. And I'm not good with death. I I've been through so much of it in my life. I've experienced it with friends and family members, uh, close, not so close with pets, uh, going through it with people that are close to me and trying to console them Buying into the five stages of death, the Kubler-Ross theory, the DABDA, which I think is extremely factual. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google search it. It, it, it's just you you have to go through those five stages. Yeah, I used it as a blueprint. I mean, I just was kind of, I would refer back to it and say, like, how am I feeling right now? Okay, this is where I'm at in the stages. And because I told you about it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, I really Did you did. not know about it until I told you? No, I, I mean, I, I remember learning it in school, but I, it wasn't top of mind, you know, now in, in my 30s. And so it, it was a good refresher, and I went back to it, and I'm like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Okay, there, this is where I'm at on, this, on the roller coaster of it. Yeah, it's denial, anger, uh, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Those are the five, I believe. Yeah. I think I'm right. And you go through those. You also go through those in breakups, too. Henry, you do not get a microphone, buddy. I love you to death. (laughs) But we are doing a very important thing right now. He's like, talk about my podcast. 
<laughs> Stop talking about Allie. Talk about me. Talk about King Henry. <laughs> He's a good little dog. So, so the vet comes in and, and she says, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you guys and you know, let me know. I'll be back in a little bit. And, and I just break down and, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm the tough guy. I just, it just, I lost it, man. Yeah. I just lost it. And every time I just think about it, I want to lose it again. And, uh, she comes back back in i forget it started to become a haze and, and I, th- I asked a question and then whatever her answer was i said yeah i think i think i think today's the the day and uh she goes okay we'll, we'll get things ready and we were waiting for our daughter she she got out of school and i asked her to stop by the house to get her blanket and, and a toy and so I was like, oh, I bought some time. And, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm buying time right now. I should have probably like 30, 45, 60 minutes. A miracle's going to happen. Miracle's going to happen. So we go outside of the of the vets, and there's these, it was just like one of those kind of rom-com movies. You know, we're sitting on the grass. I've got a towel. My wife went next door to Waffle House to, to get eggs and bacon and a waffle for, for Allie, which we also call her Dudes and Nudes. And next to us was this school for like preschoolers, these little kids. And it was a really beautiful day. And, you know, even as hot as it was, it didn't feel hot. There was a nice breeze and we were sitting under a, a tree and you could hear the kids playing and laughing. It, it was just like everything was surreal. I felt like I was in a Michael Jordan zone. It was happening so slow. And dudes was walking around this little grassy area and uh she went to the bathroom and gave her some food and she she didn't she only ate the bacon and then ariel gets there and uh i was like okay the miracle's still gonna happen the miracle's still gonna happen and i was like all right well let's let's go you know and i'm making this call that's another thing that kills me is like you're you're making you're you're taking a life you know you're playing god that drives me insane you know even though the vet, how she explained it was it's better or in her opinion, better to be in charge of euthanasia. You know, that's a big, that's a big uh, debate with people, right? Mm -hmm. I think in some States you actually can have passive euthanasia. That was my high school thesis, by the way, you know, you can have the euthanasia and say, okay, you're suffering. You want to go. I should be able to make that decision with dogs. You're making that decision for them you are not going to allow them to suffer and go through pain. That should make you feel good. Well, it doesn't (laughs) at all, you know? Um, So we go in and it was important. I remember reading an article not that long ago about being next to the dog, looking the dog in the eyes, you know, no, the dog knows you're there. You know, a lot of people will leave the room and the dog's alone and the dog knows the dog's alone. And that's horrible. I n- I'll never forget that article. It wasn't that long ago. I read it too. And so it was important for me to look her in the eyes and hold her paw. And I did. And they strapped off her, her paw, found her vein, sedated her. And dudes and I had a thing. I mean, beginning of this conversation, I'd go, give, give me good, good girl kisses. Give me good girl kisses. And she'd lick my face, you know, as she got older, she didn't give as many good girl kisses. And she hasn't given me one. She gave me one when I got back from Chicago and it had, it'd been a while. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at her and I'm like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was like, give me good girl kisses. And as soon as she put the, 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 the needle in, she licked my face and then she went. And that, and I mean, dude, I, I mean, I'm about to lose it here. Yeah, I, me too. I, we got an interview to, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm not trying to bring people down, but this is therapeutic to me and it's, it's the honor of my dog. Uh, and I'll miss her very much. It is the ultimate of black clouds probably for, for whatever this is. I know this, I know when I post these, uh, to, to let everybody know that you can go and listen to a new episode on Wednesdays, you know, hashtag comedy, hashtag storytelling. <laughs> well, I don't know how much comedy is in this one. And I apologize for that, but it is a story and it did happen and it is very real. And for anybody that's gone through it, uh, I feel your pain. I appreciate all the feedback on social media. You guys have been great. Uh, and thanks for listening, you know, but this stuff makes me feel good. I might just do a bunch of episodes about dudes, the dudes podcast. Yes. Just talk about Allie and the good times that, that we had with her. Um, so I don't know. There's so many, we got to go, but there's so many. I remember one time she ate a condom. Oh no. I used one. Really? Yeah. Cause I threw it in the trash can. <laughs> the only reason I know that was because the next day when I was walking her, she released it. There it is. <laughs> I was like, why is it encased? Oh my God, yes. that's disgusting. <laughs> that is the grossest thing I've ever seen. Dudes, what did you, oh, I know what you ate. Oh my God, that's horrible. I didn't think dogs ate that. <laughs> the landscapers, this neighborhood's going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the downloads. Thanks for helping us reach 20,000. Let's double, triple that here sooner than later. Until next time, bye. People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. 